Hey ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast, where your host Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson, and continue listening for today's episode. So today, Kayla and I are sharing our testimonies, an updated testimony, because we've done this a couple times in the past, but sometimes we get new listeners or sometimes more ads to our testimony, I guess. And for those of you who, I guess, aren't in church or aren't saved or don't deem yourself as a believer Christian, I wanted to share the actual definition of what a testimony means because some of you may not know. I didn't know before. Um, So it's the definition of Google is evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. And I think that that's so cool because our testimonies basically are like the evidence of what God can do and the existence of him because without us how would anybody know who God was you know well without what he does through us I should say Mm -hmm. how would anybody know who he was or what he can do um so I like I was saying before because we this is our second time recording because my dog is just so rude but um (laughs) what I was saying before is that I'm going to leave some pieces out and add other pieces that I may not have shared before just so it's not as repetitive, but I'm going to try to make it as interesting as possible even though it's something that we've talked about before. Um, But basically, like I've said before, I came to God through Xavier. Like He's the one who brought me to church. He's the one who like started this whole journey, I guess. And right when my first service, I just, even though I didn't know Jesus, I didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with God, I knew that I was in the right place and I knew that this was what I needed in my life for some weird reason. I just had a deeper knowing that that's what I was missing out of my life. And even though I've been to Catholic church, I've been to church growing up, I never felt the way that I felt when I stepped in my church, my home church. And, um... Yeah, so then from then on, obviously, once you get a taste of God, you just cannot stop. Like, you just want to know all of him. You want to know the Bible front to back. You want to just listen to sermons and just know his word. And so that's basically what happened. Like, I was just, like, on a search to find who God was and find how to build a relationship with him. Because when you first start, you have no idea. You don't know what it means to have a relationship. You don't even know how to do that. Um, So I was just so excited and just so on fire. And that's what's so beautiful about being a new believer is you're just so excited about God. You're so excited to figure out who he is, what he can do, and just getting to know him. And that was kind of the point that I was at like right away. Um, I don't know if I would. Do you want to go back and forth or do you want me to share the whole? I think, um, no, you should just keep, I feel like you should just keep sharing. Okay. So, so yeah, so that was the point I was at. Um, a couple, I'd say a couple months later, I remember just getting to a point where I actually was really questioning God. And I think, I think a couple things, like I think everybody kind of gets to this point in their faith, especially when it's so new, where the devil comes to try to steal and God is testing your faith all at the same time. And so I hit this low point of like, I can't hear from God, like how everybody's saying they're hearing from him. 
I don't know if he exists because I haven't had that really personal encounter. And not that that, not that we should always go based off feelings, but this is like a few months in and I'm just listening to everybody saying, yeah, I hear from God. God spoke to me. God showed me a sign. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, what the heck? Like, what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. And mind you, this was before I read my Bible. I still didn't even understand that that was how you got to know the Lord by reading the word of God because I was never taught that. Mm -hmm. And I was still just learning. So I remember on our way home from one of the Thursday night services, I was just like, Xavier, like, how are people hearing from God? Like, I can't hear him. Maybe he just doesn't love me. And these are things I was literally saying. I'm like, maybe he just doesn't love me. Maybe he doesn't want me to know him like that. And I was just like, why was I even saying that? Like, looking back, it was obviously a big attack and like a test. But in that moment, it just felt so like, discouraging and lonely and I was mad and I remember I started crying and he's just like well you just gotta pray like you gotta learn how how you hear him because each individual honestly connects to God way differently than the next person we're all so different in that way he created us that way so he knows that we're all not going to connect to him the same way as the next person we're unique and but at this point like I said I didn't understand that And so I was just at a point really questioning, but I continued to go to church. I continued to stay faithful. And um, this was also a season of huge separation from my friends, some family. Like I still spoke to my family and I lived with my family, but I separated myself from a lot of people because I'm a caretaker and I naturally take on people's problems and feel like I need to fix people and be the strong person for everybody and I was at the point where God was really teaching me like it's okay not to be that all the time and I didn't understand that then though like you you go through it and then you look back and you're like wow that's what he was teaching me but in the moment I was just like God like why is everybody leaving me because that's how it felt I'm like I have no friends I really have no true deep connection with any of my family right now. And then COVID started, so I was completely alone. Kayla was gone. And this was a point where we were close, but we weren't as close as we are now. Because Kayla was not, this isn't why, but Kayla wasn't yet saved. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't like connected on that level yet. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I was just so lonely. Like I had Xavier and then we got a dog. So I had my dog, but like. I was really lonely and I just remember being like is this what it's gonna be like like is this what a relationship with God does like you just can't have relationships you can't do this and that and obviously that's not true but again in the moment it feels like that Mm -hmm. and so I was just in a real state of depression I would say I was depressed and I was doing online therapy still so I was telling her about it and it's just once you're a believer it's so different like when I was going to like secular counseling it just was like I couldn't connect with her on a deeper level because she didn't understand spirituality some people probably look at you and be like you need to go to a mental hospital like you're talking insane and so I felt like I couldn't really tell her the true spiritual things that were going on and yeah I was just really freaking alone and so anyway so then randomly this lady from church texts me and she's like do you want to start a bible study with me and this other girl that went to our church and i was like yes like this is what i've been praying for because in this time i was praying for godly friends i was praying for people 
who were going to lift me up and just praying for a community that believed in God because I didn't have that. And I, I didn't have any friend believers up until this first Bible study that I joined. And it was just me um, at that time, my mentor and another girl from church that's my age about. And so I was like, yes, like, God, you answered my prayer. Like, that was the first time where I felt like I heard from, I guess, like, heard from God or, like, got a very obvious answered prayer from God. So I was so stoked. I was like, he is real, y'all. Like, he listens. Like, he heard my prayer. Like, I was so excited. I remember telling Xavier, I'm like, I've been praying for this. It was just so exciting. Like, you know, when you get an answered prayer, it's just like, oh, my God, you want to tell the whole world. Mm -hmm. And so I was so excited. And um, so anyway, so we started this weekly Bible study and it was over Zoom because it was Corona, but it was like two, three hours just talking about God, like going through the Bible and like her explaining things to me. And I was just so freaking pumped. Like it really put me on fire. And that just goes to show how important it is to have community around you and have friend believers and have Bible studies make it fun like make it something that you enjoy doing like yes i get to hang out with my friends and talk about the bible and like pray and be with the lord like that's amazing but when you don't have that it's just so lonely and um blah 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 sorry i'm rambling but anyway so fast forward so yeah i did the bible study got even closer to god and then i feel like i really started to understand like god doesn't flat out always just audibly speak to you Mm -hmm. like you can't actually physically hear him all the time some people might and some people have had like amazing encounters that I wish I could have or that I wish I had but it's not always that way he most of the time speaks through speaks to you through his word but what do you have to do to hear that you have to open the word and read it Mm -hmm. you can't just be like oh I heard from God, like, without doing anything. He just, yeah, audibly spoke to me. No, Mm -hmm. that's not how it works. Like, you have to open his word and get to know who he is to find out how he speaks. It only makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. just like how when me and Kayla first started being friends, I had to learn how she communicated to understand her, right? It's just like with God, we have to learn how he communicates to understand what he's trying to say and how he says things. So um, it was a huge learning process for me, but he taught me so much through quarantine. I'm telling you, that is the only thing that kept kept me sane is because I tend to have major anxiety. And so the fact that I was so like peaceful through that time just goes to show like how much when you're connecting to God every day, when you're praying and in your word, the works that he can freaking do Mm -hmm. it's insane he's amazing but yeah so that was I was spending so much time with the Lord within that time and where am I getting at I'm just like going on and on but anyway so yeah so then we came back to church and I started to meet more people and Kayla started coming to my church and so I had this amazing community of women and we started a Bible study. Well, we had a Bible study together with like other people from our church. And um, I'm fast forwarding to the point of talking about deliverance because this whole, I feel like a lot of churches and a lot of people don't really talk about deliverance that much. And I think it's kind of a touchy subject, but I think it's important to talk about, especially being someone who's been through it yeah it's a real thing like demons and evil spirits and things that we think aren't real that the devil doesn't want us to know are real are very much real and um 
it had gotten to the point where I was just being so tormented like in my mind and it was weird because I'd been in church for almost two years at this point um really consistent reading my word really consistent praying and I was just feeling so like defeated and I'm like what is this and I've shared this story briefly before but I was sitting in church and I was just like watching the sermon and it just felt like I was in a dream I can't even explain it it was like I was in a dream I was just listening to pastor and I was just looking around and I'm just like God loves all these people more than me he like cares about them more he cares about their success he's gonna bless them more like why do I even try I should just kill myself and the fact that I thought that, because in high school, like we've shared before too, um, I was suicidal. I had a lot of mental health issues. I was severely depressed and I hadn't had any of those thoughts in a long time because I'd been working through therapy and like I've gotten to a pretty decent point in my life, I would say. And at this point, I was like, this came out of nowhere. Like I have not had thoughts like this in years. So why am I thinking this now? Like it kind of scared me and I just started crying. Like I was just crying in service and I'm like, what the frick is going on? Mm-hmm. And so I told Kayla because our normal lady that I would have, our normal lady, what? This lady in church that I normally would have went to for prayer wasn't there and she she was dealing with stuff at home and so she hadn't been there for a while and I didn't know when she was coming back so I was like Kayla like I really don't know who to ask for prayer but I need prayer really bad and so Kayla walked up to this one lady that we also that she was closer with than I was and she and this other lady oh my goodness prayed for me and I remember the one lady just looked at me and she was like when I hug you. She's like, I'm going to hug you. And when I hug you, just accept the love. Like, open your heart and just allow God to, like, love you, basically. Like, don't be afraid of his presence. Like, don't shut yourself off. Just be open to his love and his presence. And in the moment, I was like, girl, what? Okay, like, I don't know why you're telling me this. I'm just, like, distraught right now. Because I was just, like, crying. Like, I was bawling. And then she started hugging me. And I tell you guys, like... This was probably the first time I felt God's presence, but this was the first time that I had felt his presence so strong, like very, very strong. And I was just like, whoa, like the, the presence of God, there's literally just nothing better than the true presence of God. Like a strong presence of the Lord is just amazing. And all of your problems go away. You just feel so loved and so happy and so fulfilled. And so they, they finished praying for me or whatever. And they kind of were asking me questions. And I remember I was like, yeah, I feel better. And we left and I did. I felt like a weight had gotten lifted off my shoulders. I was like, I feel so good. And anyway, so this part's a little hard for me to talk about because it's just, it's sensitive. And being vulnerable to people is is hard, especially when you don't know who's listening. You don't know who's going to judge you. But I think it's important for me just to share for other women's sake and people who may go through it um, because if I don't share it, I went through it for nothing. And um, anyway, so I started getting these like flashbacks of my dad sexually assaulting me and it was so like off guard. I was like, what in the world is this? Because I had never had that before. I honestly don't remember a lot of my childhood. I haven't remembered a lot of my childhood up until like high school. It was, it's always been very spotty for me. 
And that was one thing I tried working through in therapy, but my current or my my previous therapist didn't really ever work through that with me. So yeah, but anyway, so I started getting these flashbacks and I was just like distraught. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is my mind just lying to me. Um, I'm just like scared. I hadn't told anybody for a while after it was happening because I was just like, people are going to think I'm nuts. Like people are going to think I'm literally insane. And so me and Kayla went to this lady's house to give you a little bit of a timeline. This is probably like a month, month and a half after they had prayed for me. And we went to one of the lady who prayed for me's house and we were talking and I was, I hadn't even told Kayla yet, right? I don't think. No. Yeah. I didn't tell Kayla yet. And we were sitting there and I just started opening up to her and I was like, well, how do you know? Like, how can you trust yourself? Because she started opening up to me about things that had happened to her and it was similar to what I was going through. And I was like, this is crazy. And so I told her, I was like, after you guys prayed for me, I started getting these flashbacks and I was like, I don't really trust myself. Like, I don't know if I believe it. I don't know how to feel, but I was crying when I was telling her and I was like, I think he has sexually assaulted me. And it makes sense with so much like that had gone on with me. And she was like, if you have this strong of an intuition feeling, like if you are crying about it, she was like, it happened. And just hearing those words like made me so emotional because I was just like, what the heck? Like now this is a whole nother healing process that I have to go through. This is so much that I have to unpack now and that I have to talk about and I just don't want to don't want to. I don't want to go through this. It's uncomfortable. And it was crazy because it was not that long after I'd saw my dad in like years because my his brother had died. And so he was in town for the funeral. So I thought that things were like on the mend with our relationship. And then I find this out and I'm just like, I don't know if I can handle it. Like, Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? Because what are the chances that I just see him and now this is getting revealed to me and maybe seeing him did trigger some of the memory. I don't know. I hadn't seen him in like 13 years. So I had never had to like have those uncomfortable feelings be brought back up. So I was talking to her about it and she was like, yeah, like if you're the same thing has happened to me, like you sometimes your brain to defend itself so that you're not feeling so emotional or don't go into such emotional shock will shut some painful things out of your memory. Like it'll suppress it. And, um, which I kind of knew, but I was just like, it's crazy that I can, your brain can do that to that extent with having absolutely no memory. Um, so then I was like getting to the point where I'm like, I think I need deliverance. Like I need to go through a proper deliverance. And it was just like, God, God reveals things to you in such a different, interesting way. And so I was like, yeah, this is what I need to do. I didn't even know what deliverance was. I just had a strong feeling like I need to get something out of me. Like I felt like I had a demon. (laughs) People are probably like, what the frick? But I felt like I had a demon. I was like, yeah, I need to go through deliverance. So I texted the other lady that prayed for me and I was telling her what was going on. And she was like, yeah, like come in and we'll talk and blah, blah, blah. So I talked to her and she kind of explained to me what she thought was going on. And then I went through a deliverance. Guys, I even like stronger than when they had prayed for me just in the church service. I have never to this day still felt the presence of God like that. Like I walked in the room, my legs were already shaking. I was already like 
it was crazy. Like I just knew he was there already. And it was like an hour, hour and a half long. And I was just like bawling the whole time. And I can't even explain it, but it's just like your body literally like releases something that you didn't even know. What, I, I can't explain it. Unless you've been through it, there really is no explanation. But I just felt so light. I felt so happy. I felt like so much closure and healing all in the same sense. It was just so beautiful. And I still think back to that. And I really think that that was the day that like my true faith walk started because I just surrendered everything to the Lord that day. Um, oh Lord, I'm running out of breath. <laughs> but anyway, so then back to the whole like dad situation. I had started recently at this time, I had started um, with the counselor that Kayla goes to and she's a faith-based counselor, which makes a world of the difference. Mm-hmm. Like she's so, so much more in depth. She can minister to you. She can share Bible with you. You could talk about spiritual things with her and it's just normal. And so I was telling her stuff like the whole situation that I had just explained about the flashbacks and everything with my dad. And she basically said, because if you haven't already known, I've had an eating disorder. I've been so like obsessed with the way my body looks. I've been really weird in like intimate situations. Like it just, I always get really emotional in those situations and never felt comfortable with myself, never felt comfortable being touched in that way. Not that I should have been before marriage, but at this point, I just never felt comfortable in those, those situations. And so I was telling her all this and she's like, but you literally just told me, she's like, your body was reacting to it. You just didn't know that's why. And all of a sudden, you know, those epiphany moments when you're just like, wow, it clicks, like it makes sense, but you never add two and two together, especially when nobody knew and nobody talks to you about those things. You're not gonna realize the signs and um, not like, yeah, but... So she was telling me and I was just like, wow, like it felt like, well, I felt so many different emotions, anger, um, sadness, and also like a sense of healing and relief because sometimes when you go through things and you don't have an explanation, you're like, why am I like this? And it was finally like my answer, like, this is why you're like this, but now you need to forgive and move on. And, um, so that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm still moving on. I'm still healing. I'm still understanding like why and how God is is revealing things to me but um I remember this is like kind of my last point up until now and then Kayla will share but I remember we had been at a Bible study with our other friend from church and we were talking about stuff like this and we were reading and we were talking about like prayer and whatnot and she was like when you're praying to God just be honest like be open with your emotions just you can be mad you can be upset like he can handle your emotion and your frustration like when you're open to him you know that's how you connect to him and so I remember like I me and Cabe carpooled I dropped her off and I just drove home and I was just like bawling like crying out to God I was just like why did you not protect me from that like I was a child like why didn't you protect me why did this happen And I went home, this is so crazy, I went home and I opened my Bible and I have a woman's study Bible and one of the inserts in there was, 
God always protects his children. And I was just like, I wasn't looking for it. I just opened my Bible, you guys. You can't make this up. And I read it and I just remember crying like, wow, like you're just so amazing, God. Like you are just so amazing. And it was just saying how he was, he's there with you. Like he walks with you through your pain. He's always there and he does protect you. And it was just like, that was one of those moments, like you don't always get those moments with God and you don't always need those moments to have faith. But that, that's one of the moments that I will literally cherish always because there's some times where he just answers you within five minutes and you're just like, wow, like you're just so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, that is so beautiful. I just too. felt like I wanted to share that because I never really went to into depth about that part of like I guess the more recent parts of my testimony and that's like the main thing that's happened within the past year and yeah that's like where I'm at now and I know a lot of women go through sexual assault maybe not from a family member but in general a lot of women go through rape a lot of women go through different types of sexual assault or sexual harassment Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I think we need to talk about these things even though they're uncomfortable. Even though they're uncomfortable, even though they can make us kind of nervous, like which I was sharing and vulnerable. But if we don't open up and talk about it, the less we're going to heal and the less more people are going to know that this, I don't want to say is normal because it shouldn't be, but it's common. And if we unite and talk about it there will be a lot more healing that goes on if we all just rather than if we all just suppress it and not talk about it Mm -hmm. so yeah no that is very beautiful thank you for sharing yeah very i it's crazy when you do because me and my grandma have talked about this and me and you like testimonies are so beautiful because they are the reason why people's faith grows like they get you where you need like I don't want to say where you need to be but it continues to help you grow and it's so beautiful so thank you so much for sharing yeah but and it's so interesting to hear it again because we me and Jocelyn are best friends but there's still certain things we go through spiritually that we don't always know you know so Mm -hmm. yeah but um I grew up in church and I've shared that before and I had um gone through suicidal stuff probably in like seventh or eighth grade and I remember one of my friends that I was really close with, he didn't believe in God at all. And so like hearing that and people around you when you're so young and confused like that, you're like, oh, I don't really believe either then. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you're so like at that age, you're so impressionable and you're so like, I don't really understand anything. And so with him saying that, I asked my grandma because my grandma's a a lay minister. So she never went to school for it, but she got her like, she got ordained or I don't know how exactly that worked. (laughs) But I asked her, I was like, grandma, how do you like know God is real if you can't see him or feel him? Because I was like, well, you can feel him. But I was like, if you can't see him, like I was at that time, I was like more of like, I got to see it to feel it. Like, I don't, unless I see it, I'm not going to believe in it. And so she was like, well, that's where faith comes in. And I was like, okay, like you sound kind of crazy, but whatever (laughs) you say. And so I was in my room one night and I, again, was going through suicidal stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, like I can't do this anymore. Like, please help me. And I don't ever really think I would have committed suicide. It was more of like, someone please like tell me you love me like Mm -hmm. and you care about me and it was something that I really struggled with I didn't really ever think anyone loved me or cared about me I don't know why but it was just something I didn't ever feel 
And so with that, and then finally I felt like the presence of God for the first time. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Move along. I went to church growing up. I grew up in a Methodist church and I went to choir every Sunday. I went to like um, Sunday school, all of that stuff. And then um, come to graduating high school, I started teaching Sunday school. And I was dating this guy at the time. And when me and the guy broke up, me and Joss have shared about that in past episodes. Me and the guy broke up. I turned to drinking. I didn't heal. I just turned to drinking and I would get blackout drunk. So in November, my aunt calls me and she lived in California. She called me or no, she texted me. She was like, can you call me? And I was like, oh goodness, like what did I do? (laughs) I was like, oh no. And at this point I was not saved. And me and Joss just started getting close. She was training me. So she was asking me to come to church and I was like, no, I don't want to leave my church. And it was really just me trying to run away. But anyways, I was like, no, like not yet. I want to stay at my church. But really I should have went. It would have happened there. So then I, um, my aunt was like, hey, can you call me? I was like oh god and so I called her she was like would you ever want to move out to California and I was like um yeah like when and so um I remember I told my parents I was like when I move I want to find a church I have no idea why I said that because like I didn't even go to church services I would teach Sunday school and then leave I was like peace I love the kids peace out and so I remember um I told my parents that and my dad was kind of weird about me going but my mom was all for it she's like if it's meant to be, it'll be. And I was like, dang, like, okay. And so then finally it came and I did move and it was amazing. And so, and now I know at the time I didn't, but the reason why I got brought out to California and why it happened is because God knew if he didn't bring me away from Wisconsin, I would have never got saved mm. or it would have taken me so much longer. So he gave me that opportunity to give me a chance. And so I'm going to backtrack a lot. When mm-hmm. I was in, um, Middle school, I used to help out with um, vacation Bible school. I used to volunteer. I think I was in high school. One of the two. One of the te- one of the other volunteer teachers, she's like older. She was the nurse at our church. She said, um, you should be a teacher when you grow up. And I was like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> no, thanks. And she's like, you're just so good with kids. And I'm like, yeah, right. No, thanks. And so this will come to pass at the end. So then I moved to California at this point and... Um, One of my cousins, his friend's older sister, she was very into her faith and she, her parents were both believers. They were amazing Christian. They were good, amazing Christian household. And my um, cousin was like, you should meet Molly. Like, she's actually really cool. And I'm like, oh, sweet. So I met Molly and Molly, um, the first time she was like, we should hang out sometime. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. Like, I don't have any friends here. Like, yeah, like I'll hang out with you. And then my, they lived on like horse farm and they like trained horses. So I went to go meet up with them and, or we went over there to like tour their horse farm, like the one they lived on. And Molly came down and she was like, you should come to this life group with me. And I was like, okay, like, I don't really know what that is, but sure. And so I went to the life group with Molly and then she, um, what is it called? I like loved it. And she was like, you should come to the Jordan. And I was like, what's the Jordan? And I've talked about this in the past too. It's a young adult, like church group in California. It's out of this church called North coast. And it's like 600 young adults. Like it's amazing. And so the first sermon that I went to, the guy brought up unforgiveness and I was like, okay, like, what are you doing? And at this (laughs) point, like I didn't really ever in church, I learned a lot out of the Bible, but I never learned about relationships. So I'm like, all right, this doesn't, like, it made sense to me, but I'm like, I don't really get this. Yeah. But I remember, like Josh said, like, being there and being like, 
wow. Like, I was telling these people, like, stories that I did, like, about drinking, about smoking, about having sex, and they were like, but God still loves you. And I was like, all right. Like, I just was kind of amazed. Like, it really amazed me at how, like, amazing these people were and how, like, much their hearts are so genuine. Yeah. And so then finally, like, a month later, um, water baptisms happened, and I got baptized, and that was amazing. And then finally, something happened with my my cousin, and I had to move back home. And that really, really distraught me, I want to say. Like, I was, like, heartbroken because I loved California so much. Like, it was the place that I came to Jesus, and I met Jesus. So, like, the fact that I was getting pulled away, I was like, I'm not going to have a relationship with them anymore. Like, I was so nervous and so scared. And I remember I used to train, like, at a gym out there, too, and it... um, I was driving to Temecula. I lived in Fallbrook and I was driving to Temecula and it's like a 20 minute drive. And a few weeks prior, one of my friends, she sent me um, this like um, album and it's like a worship album. And on V100.7, they play worship music in the morning. I don't know if anyone knows that, but they play worship music. She was like, I heard this guy on here, like you should listen to him. And this was a couple weeks prior. And so I kind of listened to the music and I was like, oh, this is kind of dope. It's like a pretty vibe or whatever. Like the guy is kind of, he was super cool to listen to, but I never really thought anything. So I'm driving to Temecula and the song Intentional comes out. I'm not even listening to Christian music. It was just, I was shuffling through songs and that's like the first song that played. And it's like, he's intentional. Like he's working things out for your good. And I was like, wow. And so I come home and it, it was fine. Me and Joss met up and we're closer than ever. And there's a reason why I'm back here. But like, I think the next couple weeks I got sexually assaulted by my boss. And that really, I was so mad. I was like, if I lived in California, this wouldn't have happened. Um, I was so mad at my cousin. I had so much anger towards all these people. And I was like, I'm so mad. And people like, so a lot of people in my family, I don't know if they didn't want to like, admit that it was wrong but they didn't really I don't want to say they didn't well they didn't like really say that it was wrong they They didn't show that they they didn't show that it was like wrong and I was like that really hurt because I'm like this is something like you guys are supposed to protect me and this Mm -hmm. is how it happens and a lot of my family was supportive but some of it just wasn't and I was like even if I tell you not to, like, can you show me you care? And so it really affected me a lot. And so I kind of just closed off to that. And I was like, I'm not, and this was last summer. So I was kind of just like, I don't, I'm just going to shut down to that point of me, I guess, like whatever. So then all summer, like I kind of felt me and Josh were super close. We work out all the time, but I still felt like just kind of weird. And I knew something was going on, but I didn't know. So finally, I was starting to have like suicidal thoughts and I was like, this is not normal. Mm -hmm. So I went to, I was talking a couple weeks prior to this guy that goes to our church and he was like, have you ever thought about counseling? And I was like, I went to counseling growing up and I didn't, I didn't have a bad experience, but something happened with billing. So my parents had all this (laughs) money and they were like, it was just a long story. So then I was like. I just had weird vibes about counseling and I was like, I don't want it to mess up with my billing. Like, I don't know. And finally, like when this started happening, when I did start having crazy thoughts, I was like, I don't want to feel this way. Like God, like give me answers. And then finally he like pushed me to calling them. He was like, all right, come on. Like, you know, you don't want to feel like this. Like I know how you truly feel about yourself and that isn't it. So finally I started going and, um, 
she's like, okay. And she's amazing, like Joss said. And then we started doing like a few weeks after because the first couple weeks of counseling, if you've ever been, it's kind of weird. Like you're getting <laughs> to know each other and it's like, okay, I don't know if she likes me. Like, mm-hmm. And then you get to know each other and you're like, you're so dope. Like, this is so cool. And so um, a few weeks after going, she was like, have you ever thought about doing brain spotting? I'm like, I don't know what brain spotting is, mm-hmm. but let's do it. And so, um, and one of our other friends used to go to brain, used to go to the counseling there, or she, she was going at the same time, but mm-hmm. she doesn't anymore. And she was explaining to me what brain spotting was. And I was like, okay. And at this point I was kind of nervous, but I was like, all right, whatever, I'll do it. The first brain spotting I did was amazing. And I, after I did it, I felt so like amazing. The second brain spotting was on um, abandonment because my our therapist thought that's something I dealt with. She kind of discovered that after talking to me. She said, um, so we did it on that. And that brain spotting, because it was so vulnerable and it dug up a lot of like things that I wasn't ready to, I don't want to say wasn't ready to talk about, but wasn't expecting to come out. I felt terrible. I was like, I never want to feel like this again. (laughs) Like, why does this suck so bad? Like, that's (laughs) literally what, like all I could say. And so I finally did, um, I finally did that. And, um, that we the next week I went back and I was like, why do I feel like this? And she's like, well, she gave me the analogy. She's like, it's like cutting open a cut or cutting your arm open and just be like, oh, okay. Like, it hurts. <laughs> like, it's going to hurt. Like, you just, like, opened your heart to me and laid it all out there. Like, it doesn't feel that great always. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And so it was a little bit to, like, realize I really had to think about everything that I just talked about, and we're still working through things. You always learn stuff about yourself, and like Joss said, like, God will completely keep revealing stuff to you, and so then after Jocelyn got delivered, this is, like, I'm jumping all over the place, but after Jocelyn got delivered, I was, like, I think I want to talk to her, too, like, just see if, I don't know, like, I don't know if something's going on, like, I feel like something is, but I want to make sure that I'm not going crazy, And so I talked to her and she was like, well, I just want to share a little bit about myself and you can share about yourself. So then we can, she was like, cause I'm not going to ask you to share all this stuff and you not know anything about me. And I was like, okay, thank you. And so we talked and she was like, I think she was like, I don't think you got a demon, but she was like, I think that a lot to do with you is your mind. And I was like, yeah, that's that's so true. Cause I do struggle a lot with my mind. Like it feels like I'm getting attacked all the time in my mind. And so um, she was like, okay. So I went through a deliverance and like Joss said, it was like the most amazing thing ever. Like you're like standing there and I felt like I was like radiant like the sun and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is how it feels to be loved. And like, it's just so amazing. Like there's nothing that compares to it. And so that happened. And then (laughs) a couple weeks later, I, well, it was like in this summer, I worked at this one place and it was not that great. We shared about that in one of our um like one of our last episodes like workplace like it's not forever and so finally I was at the point where I was like I can't do this anymore (laughs) like I'm gonna go crazy if I stay here and so I started applying places and um I was in prayer time like a couple like driving home one time and God revealed to me that I should go back to school for teaching because I was throwing up the idea of going for counseling and then I was like "Mm, I don't really think that's for me so then I was like "Ah," I turned away from it again and then finally like he was like no like what your gift is is kids 
like open your eyes and see that. And so for me, I was like, I want to work with older kids and definitely I'm so grateful I don't right now. But so then I um, started applying and it's been amazing because God did answer my prayers. I applied for the same position Joss had at the job she worked at. And then I, uh, my second interview was with the vice president of the company and she was like, I think you should apply at the school. And the company has school connected and it was like amazing because God knew as like, a seventh grader he was like you're gonna be a teacher one day and had someone speak to me through that mm. and here comes prayers answered and pr- like what I need to do with my life right then and there yeah. so it's crazy but lately I've been dealing with like health issues but I just have faith that God's gonna get me where I need to be yeah so I'm not having fear but that's kind of where I'm left right now mm-hmm. so it's very interesting because it's like you still have to have faith in all of it oh yeah and it's like if you sit here and like like if with my health problems right now if I sat here and was like oh well this is the end for me mm. like it's not gonna do any good for me you know so I know God's got me and he'll provide and he'll do everything in his time and in his will but it's in his time and that's yeah. what I keep reminding myself of so yes so good <laughs> right, I dude. love testimonies they're dude, like my same. favorite same but I feel like one they help you build faith mm-hmm. they help other people see the glory of God yeah and two they remind you that like he's brought you through so much and he's going to continue to bring you through so much mm-hmm. and it helps your own faith because if we never had situations that we need to go through to have faith why would there be a reason for God? Mm-hmm. You know, like there, he puts these things in our lives so that we realize we'll always need him. We'll always need him. Mm-hmm. And I just saw this thing on TikTok the other day, but literally of this pastor saying like, if we didn't have God, like, like Josh was just saying, like, where would faith come in? So if God gave us everything like right now, like what's the point of faith? Right. And that's what God like almost needs for us like he's like I'm gonna do it in my time like it's like almost like anything in life like if God if I knew at 18 that God wanted me to go to school for teaching I would not have gone I would be like "Uh -uh." Mm uh-uh but he did it when he knew I was ready to find that out yes you know like so he does it in his time yeah and like with that being said I feel like a lot of well I know I've been through this too like just blaming God Mm -hmm. like blaming him for the circumstances we're in blaming him for the trauma that we've been through blaming him for hardship like we just blame him Mm -hmm. and no like one he does things intentionally like you said like Mm -hmm. he's intentional about everything And he knows what's going to, at the end of the day, bring us to him, what's going to be more beneficial for us. And he already knows the lessons that we need to learn. Mm -hmm. Because if we all just had a perfect life, what lessons would there be to learn? Mm -hmm. How would we mold into better people? Or how would we realize that we needed a savior? We wouldn't because we'd think that life is just perfect and all peaches and whatever. And it's not. We all know that's not how life is. And the Bible doesn't even promise that. The Bible does not promise a perfect life. But it does promise through our hardship, God will bring us through for the glory of him. Mm. And so, yeah, I just hope that that's encouraging. I didn't realize that we were going to take a yeah. bunch of time. <laughs> I, know. I know, dude. I was like, dang. But it's so I mean, so it's a good, good thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But it's just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just so proud because 
when we first started recording, it was like, oh my goodness, what do we talk about? Like <laughs> so nervous, dude. Yeah, like so about, nervous. Even like starting, like yeah. we were like, um, we would like redo we would the beginning. start like restart it like fifty times where <laughs> we would have been just recording for an hour just trying to get the mm-hmm. intro right. Yeah. Now it's like one or two times, and don't get me wrong, like sometimes we're like, oh, we're yeah. a little rusty. Yeah. Or, like my dog freaking interrupting that <laughs> the yeah. beginning, and then you're all flustered and you're like, dang. but obviously this wasn't even like our full testimony like you'll have to go back and listen to other episodes and we obviously continued to share parts of it yeah but um also we haven't heard from you guys in a while and we haven't been as consistent on instagram just a lot of life changes happening yeah Um, das is getting married very soon yeah in less than a month y'all like we have 26 days left which is nuts um so nervous but so excited and just so overwhelmed with the planning so yeah so obviously having the podcast on top of everything has been a lot but I love it and I always feel so fulfilled after doing it Mm -hmm. so I don't want to stop doing it but if we lack a little bit that's probably why yeah until after then we're gonna go crazy yes But, (laughs) but anyway so we my whole point in saying that was that we want to hear from you guys message us different topics that you're struggling with or even different feedback that you have about this episode we just want to get better feedback so that we can have better content for you and just share parts of our lives that are going to minister to you Mm -hmm. um and show you what god has done in us so yeah but anyway, we love you guys. Follow us at Save the Girls Podcast. And we updated our link tree to all the different ways that you can listen to us. So maybe some of you don't like listening on Apple or Spotify. We have multiple things. We just never linked them. Um, so we got that all up now. So you can go and look at the different platforms you can listen to our podcast on. And I'm out of breath. Because we want to save the girls.